Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken Ministries, and Be Broken's mission is to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. You will be tempted. It's just a fact of life. And some of those temptations will be sexual temptations. So how can you respond to such temptations with confidence and wisdom? In today's episode, Stephen and I are opening the so-called Sexual Temptation Management Toolbox to share very practical tips for resisting temptation. So if you're a man who wants to improve your ability to respond well to sexual temptation, then listen in and take notes. For helpful resources in pursuing greater integrity, visit BeBroken.com or check out links in today's show notes. And would you please rate and review the podcast after listening? This helps other people find it. Now, let's dive into today's conversation about temptation. Well, all right, Stephen Cervantes, back again at the Pure Sex Radio podcast table (laughs) studio. Delighted to be here. I think God shows up. Things happen. I'm so glad that we can talk to other men. Uh, If I had one grief in my life, my father's past is that he didn't tell me stories. Mm. And I would want my father, I don't care that he wasn't perfect, but I want him to tell me stories. What did you learn? What did you do? How did you fail? How did you succeed? Tell me about being a man through your eyes so I can learn all your lessons. And then, of course, I'll have to learn my own. Mm-hmm. But tell me things that I wouldn't know. And that's what this is going to be about. Yeah, you know, uh, I think this is one of these topics that, you know, guys are always looking for really practical um, tools for, you know, what do I do when I'm, when I'm tempted, sexually tempted, like in the mm-hmm. moment of temptation, what do I do? And so, you know, when you're talking about your, your dad and some of the things you wished, imagine, um, imagine if dads would tell their son what they do in moments of sexual temptation. That's it. Like, that's like, it. Dad, how do you handle that? You know, no, what do you, what do you isn't do? that a great dialogue? Wouldn't you yeah. like to have had that with your dad? Yeah. Cause I have no idea. I mean, my dad died when I was 18, and of course, we just never had any of those kind of conversations. And so yeah. there's a lot of big gaps in my mind of like, I mean, I can I can speculate, right. you know, because right. I my dad was a man of integrity, but also he was flawed. He, was, he, he wasn't perfect. But um, so some of those, we'll never know, no, right? No, no. But I think why would we miss sharing with the young men in the audience or even the mothers that have young men that mm-hmm. don't have a man, why don't we give them the best of what we've got in terms of managing male sexuality, sexual temptations, the heaviness that we that every man carries? Yeah, and so uh, it's important to recognize we are making a huge assumption here. I don't think it's a uh, something that will be shocking, but we are making the assumption that men will be sexually tempted. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, I'll tell you a thought I had that I really like, and I don't know why I hadn't had this thought before, but it's like we need sexual temptation management skills. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard someone say up and say, I'm going to teach you some sexual temptation management skills? Because you will be tempted. Yeah. Do you have the skills ready to go? Have you ever heard a guy? I've in never your heard lifetime? that language like that. No. So, so, but it's true. Yeah. You will be tempted, and how will you manage the temptation? Right. Yeah. Because you'll be invited to overeat, and how will you manage overeating? Right. Or health, or wellness, or emotional growth. How? 
You know, there are things that will knock you off your spiritual mission. And, and how are you going to manage the things that want to call you away? Mm-hmm. I mean, shouldn't we have a tool? And and when I think about that, I'm thinking, okay, there's there's several scriptures that pop into my mind. So it's not as if not as if God, you know, covered his eyes and says, Oh man, I don't I, I can't <laughs> imagine that they would be sexually tempted. So there's there's, you know, uh First Corinthians six and some of these other places. Uh, you know, um James one talks about how to how for us to understand temptation and things like that. But you're right, uh especially for something that is so uh ubiquitous. I mean, like in our culture sexual temptations are everywhere. Right. And for us to turn a blind eye and say, or, or to just almost make it seem like, yeah, they're everywhere. So just, you know, good luck. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. A bad You're plan. on your own. You're right, on your yeah. own. Son. And I think that's what a lot of parents have done. That's it's right. Just... So we're about to open the sexual temptation management toolbox, right? Cause it's a bunch of ideas that we're going to throw at you. So, uh, my first one is is when I see a very attractive woman, is to say, that's a beautiful woman. That's a beautiful woman. That's a beautiful woman. Here's the tool. If you're talking, you're not lusting. Okay? Your lusting means going inside and saying, oh, my. Mm-hmm. Right? But if you're saying that's a beautiful woman, so I have to be real smart about what I do next, right? So number one, say out loud, I'm engaging beauty and I have to be very careful with what, what I do next. Yeah. So when I say that's a beautiful woman, that's a beautiful woman, that, if I just repeat that line three, four, five times, then I'm anchoring myself and I'm centering myself. And literally when I'm talking out loud, you know who I'm talking to? I'm talking to God. I'm saying, God, that's a beautiful woman. You made a beautiful woman. Now I have to be careful with what happens next. But I caught a few seconds of sanity and I anchored first. Before I did the next thing, I anchored myself. Uh, you know, it makes me, uh, I've been going through the book of Isaiah, and I know that this is not, you know, in the context of what was happening, you know, because basically Isaiah is going to the the king because he's terrified because they're going to be attacked and all this kind of stuff. And so I know the context is different, but as you're saying that, this these, these little phrases that came up in that passage popped into my head, and it says... Um, be careful, stay quiet, do not fear. And the connection that I have to what you're talking about mm. here is I think sometimes when it when it Okay, we had a little glitch there. We're we're back. But um I was talking about the passage in Isaiah where it, it said um it said, Be careful, stay quiet, do not fear. I think sometimes when whenever temptation comes, like when you say, okay, there's a beautiful woman, there, first of all, there's a natural biological response. You right. know, sometimes we've called that the wow response, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's normal. We see beauty, there's a reaction. But I think sometimes what attacks us next is this idea of sheer panic, hyperventilation of the soul kind of a thing, like, oh my goodness, mm. I I have... I could I could screw up here. I could just totally mess things up. And I think the idea of calming down mm. and saying, you know what? There's beauty all over 
the world. There's, there's beauty all around me in many different forms. Yes, this form of beauty causes a different response into me in me than when I see a great sunset or whatever. You know, I'll recognize that. Mm-hmm. But the idea of just kind of speaking that out, talking that out, like you said, yes. and being able to say, I want to get, I want to, I want to acknowledge the moment. I don't want to just coast here. So there's a sense of initiative that you take there to say, I want to get ahead of this in the sense of I'm going to speak these things. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to not fear. And and I think you're right. There's That's a dialogue that happens with God in that moment. Uh, because I think where we get into trouble when temptation comes is I don't acknowledge the moment and I don't speak to God. I go into me. Right. 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 And that's what we want to prevent. So you're saying stay calm. Yeah. Right. Stay calm. Tap, tap yeah. into that verse. Stay calm. Stay calm. Right? Because what we do next is critical. And what we're trying to do is if you can weave some seconds together, like three to five seconds here with three to five seconds here, and if you could start weaving them to into a dialogue. So I love what you said. Stay calm. Stay calm. That's beautiful. But stay calm. Don't fire off the machinery. Don't go nuts. Right? Um, mm-hmm. So the other thing that I'll say when I find myself looking too long is I will pick one word and I will repeat that word over and over and over. I have to jam my brain because it wants to go play. Stop, 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 right? If I, you, so you got to pick a word, any word, and just repeat it five, six, seven times because it's grounding you in the moment. It's making sure the machinery doesn't turn on right? And if I hold my moment, I can access my resources, right? Because what's said is, what were you thinking? And the answer was, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I ran off to play and wanted my mind to go play and fantasy turn loose, lust goes where it wants, you know, arousal, temptation, just go with it. Don't stop. Yeah. One of the things, too, that I think is really important for for remembering in the moment of temptation is that a temptation is always um, the bait of a lie. So what I mean by that is temptation is always trying to get you to think, to be convinced that what's on the other side of that fence, what's on the other side of that click, what's on the other side of that, mm. you know, um, uh, fence is absolutely what's going to satisfy your soul. And so there's a lie there. And so, Stephen, you taught me this uh, many years ago, and I love it. I've, I still use it to this day regularly. Mm. Recognizing that temptation is the bait of a lie, um, I will just say to myself, I don't need to know that. Mm. It's it's trying to get me to cross a line, to, to jump over a fence, to look over something that's saying, I, I really need to know what's on that other side. Mm. Uh, my, my soul, my whole being needs that information over there. It needs that image. It needs whatever. And just to be able to say, you know what? That's a lie. Mm. And I don't need to know that. And And just kind of being able to sit in the moment and go... There is a type of ignorance that is holy and good and oh, pure. Yes. You know, when you think about it, not, not to get too theological, but think about what God said in the garden. You may freely eat of all the trees in the garden except for this one. And what was it called? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm. We were originally designed to never know evil. Mm. So I want to be reminded of that in the moment of temptation. 
I was not originally designed mm. to know evil. So I don't need to know that. Let me stay on the side of good. Let me stay in the in the blissful ignorance of only knowing good, Do I not want evil. To know, I like that. Do I want to know evil? Because that's what's on the other side of the temptation. That's right. And I like the idea is call it bait. This mm-hmm. is bait. This is bait. There's a hook in this bait, right? This is bait. This is bait. Remember, talk out loud. Hold this moment. Say things that anchor you so you can be smart, not impulsive, you know, caught up, pulled in. So lust is is wanting something that's not yours. But you want it. Why can't you have it? We, we sort of turn into a two-year-old saying, I want it, I want it, mine, why can't I have it? And so we want to capture an image or a picture. We, we want to possess it and own it, lust. And so one of the lines I say is, that's not mine. That's mm-hmm. not mine. That's mm-hmm. not mine. That's not mine. That's not mine. And I just, I have to repeat whatever I say over and over. And I, there is power in speaking out loud. People don't realize that. You can't just think these things. You have to, you know, you have to say them. You may say them under your breath. You may turn away. That's not mine. That's not mine. Because it makes your ears encode the words and your brain activate in a different way when you verbalize something. Yeah. Another thing, too, that I think is really helpful to think of when you're in the moment of temptation is um, this is a, there's a need now to change direction. There's got to be a redirect because what is temptation doing? Temptation is saying, hey, come this way. Mm-hmm. You know, follow this path. And so a lot of what we're, t- we're going to be talking about here in many various forms is ultimately that idea of what are you going to do to redirect? Uh, so there's needed to be a redirect of thought. There could be a redirect of even just your location. Like I need to get up or I need to move or I need one of the ones we have here is flee. Like how do you actually just move away from yeah. whatever the temptation is? So just having that idea of of change direction. And like you said, sometimes you just need to repeat it. Change direction, change direction, change direction. Good. So the older I've gotten, the, the more I realize that sexual immorality and impurity, um, sexual playing, sexual inappropriateness, it's all chaos, right? Now, you don't know this when you're younger, but but the the more fantasy, misuse, time spent. It becomes like a dirty little secret. It becomes like chaos in your soul. Where, where do you put it if you keep it and you carry it? Well, how does it fit with a godly man? It, you know, it's chaos that lives in my soul. And so sometimes I've been running a more restful system as I've gotten older. And I understand the value of rest, of being restful. Just being whole and integrated, not divided, but being whole and holding on to my rest. And so the idea that my sexuality will lead me to chaos if it goes out of control, or or I'm going to hold my rest and my peace and my comfort and closeness to God, mm-hmm. right? There's there, So this temptation says... Create more chaos. Create more chaos and confusion and secrets to hide. Or hold your rest. Hold your rest. Hold your peace. Hold your sanity. Right? 
So I'm, I kick into that dialogue. Do I want more chaos? Because as Jonathan said, it's bait. It doesn't fix anything. It creates more dirt, dirty, ugly little secrets inside you. And man, if I could tell a young man something, I'd say the more secret, dirty little stuff you have, the worse you feel about yourself, the mm-hmm. less peace you have. You, and remember, we want to run peaceful, restful, powerful systems, not divided, dirty little secret me over here, bad, dirty, ugly me, hiding, pretending, escaping, growing. No, I don't want that in my soul. Now, what I'm about to say is is extremely unpopular in our culture sometimes it's even even unpopular in the church today because we've kind of we've even adopted the culture's sort of feel good message um even in our you know prosperity gospel and things like that um in the moment of temptation it's good to be reminded that uh there is honor in suffering well mm. so and and suffering is always going to uh come at a cost Right. That's good. So essentially, what I think we have to ask ourselves in that moment is, uh, do I want to? Because I'm going to suffer either way. Okay. I think it's very important that you understand that in the moment of temptation, suffering is what comes next. The difference is, is do I want to suffer for doing evil or do I want to suffer for doing good? Because there's a cost to be paid when you resist right. temptation, right? There's yes, a sense in yeah. which I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. bearing a weight here. I'm, there's something. There's something that is pulling at me. There is a. There's a cost that I am paying in my emotions, in my mind. I, I'm. I'm having to bear a weight. And just because I resist temptation doesn't immediate, mean immediately I feel right. light and free and good. There's no. a sense in which sometimes there's a process through which I'm moving away from that temptation Ooh. and it might linger. It might keep its tentacles might keep trying to reach out and grab me yeah. throughout the day. And so there's a sense in which will I be willing with the help and the power of the Holy spirit to bear up under that weight. First Corinthians ten thirteen tells us that there's no temptation that, that can come to you. That's not common to man, but it says that God is faithful and he will provide a way out for you so that you may stand up under it. God does not promise to remove temptation. Mm. He promises to give us a way in which we can bear the temptation. Right. So the idea is just asking yourself that question, in, on which, in which way do I want to suffer? Mm. And I'm telling you this, there is a, a, a world of difference in terms of what it feels like to suffer for doing good versus suffering for doing evil. It, you know, because because if we go if we take the bait of the temptation and we do whatever the act is, that suffering, oh my goodness, it just it just immerses us in shame. It just right. it's a dark feeling. It's it's just not good. Right, that's good. So so, I'm the verbal guy. I'm the out loud guy. <laughs> so Jonathan just gave me a tool from his box that I'm going to put in my toolbox. Remember, sexual temptation management toolbox, right? We need tools. Temptation is coming. And do you have your tools ready to to take on the challenge? So I will suffer well. Mm. Do you understand when I'm tempted next time? This is on my list. I will suffer well. I will suffer well. I love that line because it's foreign to us. Mm-hmm. 
I want a gorge well. <laughs> I want a buffet well. I want more well. I, I want to escape well. Yeah, you know, yeah I don't that. want to suffer well. But if I suffer well, see, in my mind, remember the opposite. Peace, mm-hmm. rest, clean, good, righteous. But you must suffer well that moment. So I'm adding that to what I say. I will suffer well. So this, I, can't, I don't know who I attribute this to, but this guy said, look, discipline is better than disorder. Mm. And it's a cousin to what you just yes, said. Yeah. To be a disciplined man um, is better than disorder, right? We're either disciplined or we're disordered with chaos and disorder and slop and loose. And if you practice a disciplined life, then you have a life of order. And you have a more successful life practicing discipline versus freedom and chaos and feel good and in the moment. And so to suffer well or to practice a discipline to have a disciplined life is to have a life that's light and free and ordered versus a life that's full of chaos and disorder and confusion and the whole idea of uh, a problem in men is i don't like me and do you want to build more reasons to not like yourself you got to live with yourself all day long 24 Mm -hmm. hours a day you're going to be with you and do you want to not like you? Do you want that to be part of your program? I hate this part of myself, but I can't stop gorging and growing it. Or do you want to live a life of discipline, which is a life of freedom? And what I would say to tack on to that discipline, part of that discipline means uh, getting prepared outside of the moment of temptation. I tell guys all the time, it's so important that, you know, you you do the work of fixing the holes in your roof when it's not raining. You know, you have to do the work when the sun's out. Because when it's raining, you recognize where all the holes are because it's raining. So mm. that's that's the moment of temptation when the water's coming down on you. You have to actually though when you're in a good place, this idea of discipline, I need to be disciplined outside of the moments of temptation to say, am I preparing myself? So uh, one way to think about that is, what is um, what are some, some uh, thoughts that I want to bring to mind when I get temp- tempted? And have, have, some, have an arsenal ready, right? Have some of these things we've been talking right. about. Also thinking about what, what will I do physically whenever I'm tempted? Do I have a plan for that uh, besides just the general like flee? Because nobody knows you better than you. Right. You know your pattern. You know when and where you are most likely to get tempted. So uh, I'll give you an example of maybe doing some of this discipline and preparing for the moment of temptation. Um, are you tempted to uh, get online at work to look at porn? And is your computer screen positioned in such a way that you can do that? Well, what would it look like for you to readjust your office so that your computer screen is in a in a way that it would be much harder for you to do that because other people can see your computer screen. Just something like that, where you're planning ahead oh, yeah. to resist temptation well, mm-hmm. not just waiting for the moment to come and then be like, what do I do now? So uh, your planning and doing story reminded me 
of a story I heard at one of our men's retreats, the Gateway Retreat. This man said, sometimes I feel really horny and I have all this energy inside my body. He said, I'm sitting in my living room and I have a little hand barbell next to me. And when I am feeling, you know, full of sexual energy and I need to get rid of it, he said, I reach down and I start pumping that barbell till I can't. The guy's arms were huge. I, I just laughed because the guy had the biggest arms. And I thought, I wish somebody would have told me I could be very muscular. I could be really, you know, buff and pumped if I had done that well. Nobody but I think, but but that's actually a really, he probably, did, he, he wasn't understanding some of the, um, maybe some of the, the science or even the biology and stuff around that. But the reality is, is exercise is a good response mm. because it does, it does take some of that energy and it redirects it towards something, something healthy. So if you're in a moment of temptation, it's like, I need to take a walk or I need to go do, you know, maybe jump rope or do something like that. There is a sense in which you're taking some of that pent up energy that started because, because we talked a minute ago about the wow response, right? Well, guess what, right. man, uh, hormones and, and juices are flowing, you know, it's like the heart rate increases. Well, if we can redirect that towards an exercise or something like that, that's a good way to respond to temptation. Mm-hmm. One other thing I would say too, that I think is really important for how to respond in the moment of temptation is, um, uh, I don't remember who the lady is that did the TED talk on this, but you know, it's not like this idea was first with her, but she was basically saying the opposite of addiction is not sobriety. It's connection. Mm, So in the moment of temptation, I think it's also important to to remember this temptation is wanting to get me to isolate. Mm. And so what would it look like if I had a plan in action that said, you know what, when I'm, when I'm tempted, I want to have a handful of guys that, I could shoot a text to, or I could make a phone call to, and and develop that relationship with yeah. those guys, so they know, hey, absolutely, we're, we would love to receive a phone call or a text when you are in a moment of of struggle, because I I, will, I can't tell you how many times, even in my own recovery, literally just being able to get out a phone and start to dial a number broke the temptation. Oh, that's because it's like I'm getting out of that tunnel vision that's saying go into yourself, go into this thought. Because it's like, no, I've got, okay, I'm, I'm going to call a brother. And make the connection. Sometimes, sometimes right? without even actually pushing the button to make the call or to send the text, right. just the act of like saying, I'm, I'm moving my mind towards a brother rather than trying to. And think. I love that because that's the connection response right. versus the isolation thing. Right. Oh, that's good. So I ask myself, do I want to get better or do I want to get worse? You want to get better or do you want to get worse? Right. You see, no one thing will work forever. Right, right. right. So we're dynamic beings. We need new things. And so one of my lines is, do I want to get better or you want to get worse? You know what you're about to do. It'll make you better. It'll make you worse. Which one do you want to do right now? It's like, I don't want to get worse. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lose or create more space for evil, chaos, dirty, dark to live in me. I want to get better. So I want to hear the words, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to hear those words. But I also know that I will fail, and whoever's listening will fail too. So when you fail, you just get up and you say, I'm sorry, Father, I failed. I'm yours. I failed. I need your forgiveness. I'm not going to beat myself up, spend hours 
you know, calling myself names. I'm just going to say, sorry, Father. Uh, help me get better. I still need to walk in your love. It's obvious I don't understand your love because I picked, I took the bait mm. of pseudo love. So that's how I, I guess wrap that's, up. I guess that's how I wrap up because the, uh, the phone's going off. So Stephen's going to go answer the phone. But um, I want to just close with this. I think it's important that we start to uh, bring these questions into our groups in the, in the church. And this question is simply this. If you've got a... a uh, a mentor, you've got a brother in Christ, and and maybe you're part of a men's Bible study group. Why don't we start asking the questions of each other? Hey, brother, how do you, how do you deal with the moment of temptation? Oh, like like when yes. you're feeling tempted, yes. what do you do? I think we could start building kind of a treasure trove of incredible ideas if we were willing Amen. to actually create environments where we could share those things. Amen. That's so a fabulous idea. That's a little bit of what you were talking about. We need to stay on this growth mission of recognizing, listen, there's not one tool that's right. That's going to work forever. We've yeah. reached different seasons of life. I'll even say that as, as life changes and seasons change, even temptations change. That's true. And so it's important for us to continue to be on that growth mission yeah. and asking those questions Amen. of each other and of ourselves. So, Amen. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Stay in the fight. And, of course, we're here to help you along the way. So if you'd like some more help and just want to engage more resources on how to uh, grow in your integrity and purity, please reach out to us. And we'll see you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.